Welcome to Literacy Matters. Today we're talking to Dr. Miriam Ortiz. Miriam, will you tell us a little bit about your work? I mean, I know you've shared some things before, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure, thanks for having me back. So Cheryl mentioned I'm Dr. Miriam Ortiz. I am the owner and chief consultant at K-12 Matters LLC. And what we do is we help organizations implement evidence-based practices throughout you know, whatever it is that they do in order to support positive outcomes for children. Awesome. So, that's, a, that's a big title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so a little bit of my history, I have worked quite a bit in, in literacy. I've worked in higher ed. I have several publications on foundational literacy skills and students who are diverse learners. And so I bring all of that knowledge and broad background experiences to everything that I do. Well, awesome. I think this next conversation then is going to be so, so helpful. What advice uh, would you give them? Sure. I, I think that word that you said is really important, right? Plan, planning. That is critical, right? Really thinking about what your objectives are and thinking about how to reach those goals. And one thing I really like to tell my teachers that is extremely important is using formative assessment, right? That's one of the key ways that you can really set your classroom up for success when you start out with them at the beginning of the school year. And so what formative assessment is, is it's assessment that um, you, you do often um, that informs your instruction and you do, it's not like um, one of those end of year assessments or an end of unit or curriculum. So we would call that summative assessment. So formative assessment you would do more often and it really is connected with the curriculum, the target objectives that students are, are learning. And you want to use that to inform your instruction, to really show you red flags of where students are and what they're missing and target your instruction to those skills that you really want to build up. When you do this assessment, I know we talk about assessment so much, and sometimes it could be really daunting for teachers, but um, formative assessment is also usually really quick. So maybe one or a one or two minute assessment that really just highlights and gives you that brief picture of what the student needs. And then once you've done that assessment, you really want to plan. You want to group your students according to where they are, what their results are, so you can really plan and target those skills so that they can do well and they can really build those foundational skills for their future learning. Sure. That's wow. That's some really, really great advice. So when I think about those flexible groupings that you mentioned, uh, it makes me think about students who are maybe struggling readers. What are some practical strategies that teachers can use to build literacy skills for those struggling readers? Sure. I, I always go back to the principles of effective instruction, right? And so we know that some of the specific things that are there have to do with explicit modeling, right? So really not just telling the students what to do or what that skill is, but really modeling it for them when you're teaching them how to do it. So for example, if we're talking about decoding or sounding out words, right? Show them how to do it, model it for them. Um, also being systematic in the way that we give our instruction. So doing things um, in a step-by-step 
sequence and from simple skills to more complex skills. So for example, with letter learning, right? Really teaching letters that are easier to say and easier to identify first, and then you know to those more complex letters or letter patterns. Um, and then a third one is really thinking about how we give feedback to our students. And so when I say feedback, I mean like correcting errors or praising a good job, right? So those are all really important things. And we want to make sure that when we give feedback, we do it immediately, but we also do it in a positive manner. So for example, if a student makes an error reading a word, um, and let's say it's, it's an irregular word, right? So the word want. Um, so we want to tell them, oh, that word is want, and then have them practice it, you know, do it with me, and then, okay, your turn, read that word. Or if it's an error sounding out a word, um, like Matt, right? So we would model that for them. Mm, at, you know, and then have them do it with you. So doing it in a positive way, you can correct student errors immediately without doing it in a negative way, saying, no, that was wrong. Or, you know, that's something that I actually learned from my mentor teacher when I first started. And it really makes such an impact on the behavior and the engagement and the confidence of the students when you give feedback in a positive manner. That's so, I love I love that positive and specific with that modeling does make a true difference for sure. So when we think about our classes, um, you know, I was recently talking to one, uh, to a teacher, uh, a second grade teacher, and she was just sharing that she had so many levels of students. She had students in her class who were still struggling with just being able to say letter sounds and then st students struggle uh, who are reading on level. And then of course, all these students in the middle, um, how can teachers manage all these different literacy levels within their classes? That's a great question. So I, it goes back to, you know, when we talk about differentiating instruction. And so I know we talk about that a lot, but we don't always really um, talk specifically about what that means or what that looks like. So really thinking about what are the skills or the gaps that the students have, really planning in advance, working in small groups with those students, that's so critical. So not only is that whole group time really important for students, but time where they really get more opportunities to respond and engage directly with the material. And that's why small groups are so important because there you can really group students who have similar needs together and really target those areas where they need to grow. That's great. That's really great. And so, you know, we always hear these these three words together lately, science of reading. <laughs> what is it and how does it actually help students learn to read? Sure. Great. Another great question, Cheryl. <laughs> um, so the science of reading is actually a comprehensive body of research, right? So it's built over the years, it's accumulated years of knowledge, um, and it's what we call empirically supported. So really what that means is that um, the research was done um, in the highest quality research, the best way possible, usually like a randomized control trial where you have um, these strategies have the evidence behind them, right? And it's, and so what the science of reading does is it really tells us how we learn to read. Right, it really breaks that down and helps us 
to really identify what those evidence-based practices are to build foundational skills for learning to read. That's awesome. Now, so is there one thing that you'd like to leave us with or highlight for our audience today? Sure. Um, I think that would be that we, we really do know what works, right? It comes back to that whole science of reading question. Like there's years and years of research that really does show us what works in helping students learn to read and build those skills. Um, but they don't always get really translated or implemented into the classroom. So really, you know, taking a step back and thinking about that and really trying to to meet those needs of all the students target those areas where they really need that extra instruction or that extra time um, and and don't give up it's not, it's not too late it's it's time the time is prime you know to really help students prepare for that next school year and to really start off your school year um, really well and really strongly awesome thank you so much well thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me Thank you.